It's been a whole summer, I think, since we've uh, we've put on uh, an episode of the Higher Estate. Welcome back. Hope everybody had. Hope everybody had an amazing summer. Um, lots of lots of shit has gone down. You'll notice that I don't have uh, the the weedopoly in front of us, and that's well, that's because it up in smoke it went at Cannabis. I haven't found it since then. I don't know. He Tyler swears to me that that he's that he has it somewhere. I put it. With I, all I have the no idea where it is in your truck i'm i'm calling i'm calling bullshit you'll also oh mom i'm going i still mom i'm gonna try not to swear she hates when i swear um but you'll notice the jar is empty and we're gonna start again with the swear jar this time we have some uh uh what are those nickels and and one penny because you don't we don't use pennies it's obviously an american penny yeah it's an american penny so we'll probably throw it out um Good luck. Although it's worth like three cents Canadian, so it's almost <laughs> worth a nickel. Uh, you know, might as well. So, okay, I just want to get started by saying a couple things have happened in the last, you know, couple months. Um, actually, specifically to me, yesterday, last night was my last night shift in the emergency department. Uh, yeah, that's a wow. pretty huge thing. All I've known for, well, since 2005. Uh, when you know when I finished <laughs> when I was in the middle of high school um, since 2000 I wasn't in the middle of high school then but I'm glad you almost believed me I saw your <laughs> eyes wide open there yeah we were having this conversation I just turned 27 um, 28 don't ignore the white it was just pre early early whitening I don't know is, is there a name for that early whitening my dad went gray at 25 right there so go. there you go it could be some right zinc some age. zinc deficiency as well Oh, okay. yeah. right. That telltale could be. sign. Telltale sign. Is it? Yeah. I got a buddy of mine that went like gray at 19. Zinc? See, this is why Brian's here. I'm telling you, he's going to change. He's going to change. Your <laughs> that was the first thing I wrote here. Biohacking. Yep. We're going to chat about it because I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Okay, but I want to go back to this emergency thing. I was yeah. trying to be serious there for a second. Thanks. Um, so all I've known from since 2005 was being in the emergency department. I thought it defined who I was. Um, I thought medicine actually defined who I was, which is, which is kind of strange. It became everything that I knew because my whole life was consumed by it. But over the last couple of years... You know, and meeting guys like Brian and and uh, and being involved in in the community and being involved in cannabis really over the last like eight years, ten years, uh, realize that there's so much more to a person than just what they do. Or the problem is in medicine, it's all consuming. It's uh, you live it, you breathe it, everything about it. You know, it's not just your career. You know, if you go into medicine just as a career, you're in the wrong career. And so it, it becomes who you are. But what defines us as a person? I don't know. Um, and so I thought it was time for a change. And that's because, as I mentioned earlier, Synergy partnered with an insurance company to uh, to be able to provide cannabis through an insurance, an individual insurance. And then we're also going to be covering uh, paramedical services uh, that include like mindfulness, nutrition, holistic nutrition, and uh, you know not just the traditional stuff. Sound therapy were were, were thrown in there, and uh, things that are actually preventative: meditation, yoga, Pilates, all these things. And the truth is, there's you know there's centers that are built in Quebec even that do a lot, ton of research on meditation for things like chronic pain and fibromyalgia that are coming out mm. with amazing results. Mm. And so 
I thought it was time to uh, I thought it was time to make that change. Uh, I feel like I feel like I should sing that. I should take a line out of out of Wicked. What is it? Something about blah 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 and take the leap. Anyway, Alphabus saying that. Don't you know what I'm singing? It's defying gravity. Come on, people. Mm, I don't know the reference. I don't know. Uh, it's time, <laughs> right? I'm unfamiliar. It's okay. something and take a leap. Anyway, fuck it. Uh, taking a leap. Something about taking a leap. Fresh start. That's worth, nah, yeah, it's a penny. It's a penny. All right. And so, <laughs> you know, because it becomes difficult. You know, I've realized that within the emergency setting, when you go to work and 100% of your, of your time is dealing with 100% of the patient population that's just upset if you went is is angry if you went to work and a hundred percent of your time was dealing with with people that are dealing with general not happiness it plays a massive effect on you and um and over time i believe that i was starting to lose my humanity mm -hmm. you know you become you start losing that that piece of you that has empathy and compassion and everything and people just start becoming like um um, like, uh, what's the next therapeutic option or what's, you know, they just, they know, stop becoming people and they start becoming like just a job. And, you know, I think, and the emergency department, I think people really forget when we talk about first responders and you talk about PTSD and you talk about, you know, the stress of working as a firefighter or police officer or as a paramedic, you forget where they bring all those people after they're, uh, you know, when they bring them off the street, they bring them all to the emergency department. So a hundred percent of our time is dealing with that population and dealing with people that are in their worst moments. So happiness is difficult to come by. And if you're coming, you have to find it in those moments. But at the same time, it, you know, it plays a huge toll on you. So I think we need to set limits. Uh, I've realized for how long people can consecutively work in an emergency department before mm. they start losing humanity and you have to take a break. So I think not only for, you know, work-related purposes, but also for mental health, uh, it was time to take a break. I worked night shifts for the last eight years. And, uh, and so it was time. And so this next year is going to be uh, a time of, you know, recovery for all of those things and time of, of healing and moving forward and, and helping build this industry. Why? Because cannabis is going legal October 17th. Uh, just an update, quick update on that is uh, we're not, they're not going to start off through stores. We know that it's going to be online and, uh, but at least for personal growth, you'll still be able to have your four plants and carry 30 grams on you at any given time. And over the next year, I mean, you know, like, uh, like uh, Abby Roach always says, you know, the revolution's over, join the evolution. Mm -hmm. And so we're at, we're at version one, <clears throat> 1.0 of, of the evolution, and uh, it'll be 5.0. Uh, something else that came out yesterday, um, can, uh, Canada, Health Canada uh, stated that they, they don't care what the CMA says, <laughs> basically, and that uh, the medical cannabis industry and the medical can practice of uh, cannabinoid therapy for medicine will stay in effect at least for five years and only after five years will they re relook at it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's an amazing, uh, an amazing achievement and uh, I'm really happy that Health Canada said that because I'll tell you within the next five years there's going to be so much research that comes out that there's no way um, it'll ever change. Mm -hmm. All right, that's all I have to say. I'd like to welcome the people that we have here today. Uh, first, I have a co-host here, Tyler May. And, uh, you know, this guy's like stepped up. He's got really yeah. good looking hair. So <laughs> fuck it. I brought him on. 
<laughs> you know? You always have to talk about uh, hair. Yeah, I got to talk about episode. hair. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, his beard, his hair, he looks, you know, good, young. And so fresh. <laughs> So uh, we got we got we got Tyler here. Tyler's going to be co-hosting. He'll be following up. You'll notice. Remember, I said we don't have the we don't have the Weedopoly, but instead I'm promoting you know Canacrawl because it's a community event. It's a marketplace, and you should all check it out. Um, and uh, it's happening. Our friend Rena is putting it on. Of course, you know what is the higher estate all about? And what's Synergy all about? We're about bridging the gaps. We're medicine, guys. That's what we do here at Synergy. But we are also we're not naive to a community, and we have to be we have to be inclusive of everybody, and we have to understand other people's positions. And so that's why we're supportive of these guys. Um, of course, if you're going to be there, be safe. Vape, don't smoke. That's my little. Uh, it's my little spiel about that. All right, Tyler. But then I'm going to read this, this whole bio because it's just amazing. <laughs> We're like, so I met Brian. We have Brian Hardy here. He's like just an uh, amazing human. And uh, I mean, his, his experience goes, goes far. And I'm really, really excited. Why? Because he's got a knowledge base that we don't have. And he's, you know, he's, he's a really smart, smart, smart dude. And I'm just super happy to have him here. And so I'm going to read you this, read this bio. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah, do your thing. So, and he is a modern medicine. I'm, I'm going to skip a whole, like some of this stuff because I read really slowly. You can pick and choose. I'm going to pick and choose. Anyway, so I'll tell you, Brian, Brian, you know, he's this modern medicine man. What is a modern medicine man? I don't know. We're going to talk about what a modern, well, the truth is it's a paradigm shift, right? You know, the modern medicine, human, man person yeah you know is i think we're all we're, we all have the ability to heal and so we're all modern medicine people mm -hmm. but he Should takes we choose to accept that you know responsibility that's a lot true of people don't like to accept responsibility that's fair yeah uh, yeah fine you know he always points out these things <laughs> just little picks on these parts listen i met the i met him at cannabis and it was just amazing so i thought it would be like the best opportunity to have him as our first episode back he's a health coach who takes a whole person and treats that whole person he uh he graduated uh from uh, holistic nutrition school back in 2015 with you know all these accolades woohoo because you know he's a smart guy you know it puts credentials you know yes for some reason we we have to we, when we have these credentials somehow mm. people believe us more it's like me putting on this this coat yeah somehow I, it I makes trust me, you more it's right it makes yeah. me a doctor yeah what was i just saying like it i, I put on the coat <laughs> for theater and when i'm working i'm just like a human anyway um <laughs> Uh, he works in, uh, he practices in nutrition and uh, uh, actually practical health, you know, uh, and changing the paradigm. And he talks about biohacking and we're going to get into biohacking because I really, I'm really interested and I think it's actually the future. He's a huge cannabis advocate, of course, uh, and is an intentional user of cannabis. And I think that's really important because we talk about mindful consumption. Uh, he has... Actually, he's helped Tyler. I think one of the major areas where I'm excited to work with Brian is in the form of digestive health. Mm. And that's one of the areas that Brian uh, is uh, um, one of his you know, biggest motivators to, to move forward. And I think it's because of his own personal challenges that he had. And um, he has his, and I want to get into those. Actually, we're going to start with that. But first, I want to just give you a little background onto what he also does. He's got a, pod, a podcast, and it's called Redefining Reality. Check it out. Where is it located? 
everywhere you can find podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. Do we have all that? Yeah. All right, just making sure, you know what I mean? Yeah. Am I on Stitcher? I never even heard of Stitcher. It sounds like, yeah, a, sounds like a doctor-y thing. <laughs> what do you do, Stitcher? <laughs> what did you do last night? I stitched her. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, different kind of stitching. All right, cool. Yep, yep. And then also, he'll be speaking at um, the Toronto Biohacking Summit, October 15th and 16th, which I'm going to attend as a participant because I want to hear him speak. So you need to check that out um, and uh, check out his website, www.brian with a Y B R Y A N Hardy, one word, dot C A. Instagram at Brian Hardy7. Are we good? That's it. We're Jesus, great. welcome. Holy shit, you got a lot of stuff. I, I got to stop swearing. You know, the first time back, I just swear a lot. I'm going to put away my phone now because I've had enough of the damn thing. Mm. Are we good with that? Yeah. Welcome, Brian. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. I'm stoked to be here. I'm really happy that you came as well. I learned a lot from you just at Cannibalists, you know. Mm. You're, you, we're building those bridges. So tell me about yourself. Um, tell me about your experience that got you into this because that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so when I was 18, I was studying automotive engineering, technology, and design uh, at McMaster in Mohawk. It was a joint program. Wow. And halfway through that first year, I got really sick, and I thought I had like a really bad flu or something. I was puking for a day and then just felt like off and like cold sweats and no appetite, uh, cr chronically constipated, um, which I was for most of my life, I came to realize later. I was just always constipated and just didn't know any different, which I think Can a lot of people... you say constipated again? It's going to be the word of the day. <laughs> Brought to you by the letter C. Constipated. <laughs> Chronic. <laughs> Chronic constipation. Okay. Yeah, no, so um, that it ended up happening that I had appendicitis. Um, so after four days of just Okay, but the story of sickness, how they... Yeah, so I went to the McMaster uh, Hospital. Um, after four days and when, I believe, when it was rupturing. Some dumb eMERGE doc. Yeah. Because um, even the triage nurse was like, stop drinking. I was living on Gatorade for four days before that. He's like, stop drinking that Gatorade because if it's your appendix, which it sounds like it is, they're going to do surgery right away. So even he thought from just my you know presentation that that's what it was. And then, uh, yeah, they did a, well, first they gave me painkillers. Um which didn't do anything. I said, I need something stronger. Give me a shot of morphine, which took the edge off. And then it took me for an x-ray. Did an x-ray and like poked me a few times um, in the stomach and just sort of like asked me a few questions. And gave me another shot of morphine and a prescription for Tylenol 3s and diagnosed me with the flu. He said, you got the flu, fever. Yeah. You might miss a few days of school. Here's a note for your teachers or whatever. Go home and sleep it off. And I'm just like a shell of human at this point. Four days of no eating, no, no passing, you know, bowel movements, living on Gatorade, just like my insides have just imploded and I'm on morphine. And I was like, something's not right. Clearly this is not what's really going on, right? That's the humanity that's lost in the eMERGE now. Like it's hard. Probably. Well, and it was like 3 a.m. Yeah. It was like a, a, a Friday evening or Sunday evening, 3 a.m., like middle of the night. The guy it's was hard. He was an old dude. And I mean, don't hold it against him. Blade, blame the age. But uh, goddamn <laughs> old people. But um, so luckily I didn't. Luckily I didn't listen to that advice or that yeah. diagnosis. And I went and to, went to another hospital later the next day. My mom came and picked me up from McMaster and drove me to a different hospital. The general. Woo! And uh, I don't know. Yeah. And um, 
they they did a CT scan and then told me you are a mess. Wow. And then did surgery, and uh, that was what really started me down awesome. the path. Like they had to. They said you might wake up with a colostomy bag. That wow. was the was worst case bad? scenario. That was the worst case scenario. Luckily, it was just the appendix. Um, but it ruptured. But it had ruptured. And, and it, it was she mad. said it was the most infected abdomen she had seen. Wow. This a surgeon who worked on me. Um, How old were you? I was 18. Wow. Yeah, eight years ago. Wow. Um, and so it was really that that started me down this path of health and just health consciousness and uh, awareness and connection to the fact that I'm going to die. And that we all are, and we know that intellectually, but we don't feel that every day. And uh, because we don't feel that, it can be easy to sort of just, you know, take things as they flow and go with the flow and do what society wants or do what your parents want or whatever it is and never pursue your true calling or passion or why you're here, right? Your mission, why are you here? Um, so it started to awaken that in me. And then about a year later, I still didn't change my diet. I didn't really change how I was living because they didn't tell me so to. So you weren't into the whole... No, to that I was point, you addicted doing- to pizza and ice cream addicted and lactose yeah. intolerant so just gassy all the time yeah 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 i got I and got i was just patient I, I was an idiot i was an idiot <laughs> and you know binge drinking beer on the weekends as a you know can't do beer beer good, kills me i can't do it now right although good like local brews yeah sometimes go down smooth okay nothing one or two i find yeah. i get so bloated yeah. when i i'll have mm. first i'll have two beers and it's like game over mm. like done i'll drink a i'll drink a like two liters of vodka and good to go i think it's because i'm a polack <laughs> mm. i say i'm i'm polish mm. you know that's my background yeah but i drink a beer and i'm like done, done. <laughs> like done and i'm yeah. bloated and it's you don't want to see me doing that the yeah same way but so I continued, I continued living like that yeah. as I was recovering. Because when I asked them how to recover better, they said, just make sure you get enough protein in your diet. Really? Because medicine doesn't, Western medicine, we're just not and, taught. And uh, what'd they say? Take enough protein. And if you're worried about the scar, because it had a large scar that when they took the staples out after like 11 days in hospital. So they couldn't do it laparoscopically. They had No, to, no, they did an the exploratory laparotomy. Yeah, so whoa. Straight down the middle. Wow, that's a big scar. And then, yeah, and then when they took the staples out, because it had been so infected, it was just these two gaping holes of infected, you know. Ugh, I nastiness. could see the, the stitches in my abs through the holes. Oh, so it didn't close. You had dehiscence No, completely open, yeah. So it had to be secondary intention. intention. Yeah, oh, so... So I was changing my own stuff for, like, months. Like, we had home care, and then I would just change it myself and pull it out. From and an infected it. appendix, that's just crazy. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of... You, so you went through a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when did the change like you were just so it was a year it was a year after that surgery when the complications from the massive antibiotic use that I didn't properly rebound from um, in terms of rebuilding my microbiome and my healthy bacteria so I didn't do any of that and I was again on the shitty um, you know university student diet I'm glad somebody else swears as much as me shitty (laughs) (laughs) anyways mom it's not me anyway so I went back to eating that way, and after a year, I had the worst uh, yeast and candida overgrowth going on. So I was just brain fogged, acne, couldn't think straight, no libido, no focus, just tired all the time. So are you think so? It, I'm I'm coming from a Western. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how how you're telling? So you so you're under the belief, and this is, and I'd love to know about it. Is yeah, yeast yeah. causing these things? Yes. 
interesting. Yeah, because when you eat things that they like to eat and then they produce all this toxic byproducts, and we need certain amounts of these yeast as part of a healthy microbiome, right? You don't want to eliminate them completely. But when they are driving the show, they will cause insane sugar cravings in you because right. they want the sugar. Then you eat the sugar and they metabolize all this toxic shit. And, you know, wow. to put it in, in layman's terms, uh, toxic byproducts. And then that can mess up your Boop. cognition because you've got all this stuff. Floating, and you've got the whole leaky gut, leaky brain right. connection. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So it's just hard yeah, to that's, think that's straight, right, um, and have focus and energy. So that's where I was. At the same time, I started to have uh, the beginnings of bowel obstructions from the from adhesions the caused oh. by the scar tissue. Jeez. And my mom was going through breast cancer treatment for stage one breast cancer, but she didn't know any better and was in fear. And so she did chemo, radiation, surgery, wow. the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. So all of those factors together pretty much put me through a breakdown of like, okay, this is messed up. I got to figure out what's going on in my own health because I'm having all this crazy pain and I can't think straight um, and I can't perform in school and I just feel like terrible and mom's not doing well either and so it's just like all these different things um, and that was the moment where you know through podcasts and through YouTube videos of a few people who you know I caught their sort of wave at the time and was inspired by them people like Joe Rogan yeah, yeah. people like a guy named Dan McDonald mm -hmm. the life regenerator on YouTube funny guy awesome guy I, I just became fascinated because I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And so since then, it's about, you know, seven years since that time and health has been my main focus. And I saw a naturopath who did it, uh, some um, electrodermal testing yeah. that showed that I had candida yeast off the charts. Do you, do you so, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm an evidence-based guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I follow, I follow the evidence. I mm -hmm. mean, sometimes there's things we just don't have evidence for. Uh, Electro something or other. Electrodermal. Dermal something. Based, based on Chinese medicine, so based okay. on reading uh, electrical resistance through the energy meridians. Okay. Yeah. Describe. Very accurate in my experience. Really? So you take a probe and you measure resistance on acupuncture points. Okay. And you compare that to a computer software that can tell you sort of normal readings. Um, and so when your body is... It, so there's a standardized norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Totally. Okay. For all foods and food additives and parasites and, you know, you can check your organ health. Uh, you can check things like candida and yeast. Um, you can check all kinds of things, thousands of things mm -hmm. that have been, you know, put into these softwares and databases of... of uh, so there's standardized norms that you're comparing to. Yeah. And so okay. when you shoot out of that... It's a good indicator that you are either have, you know, out of balance one way or the other, right? So if for me it was, okay, the candida is like in the red area and it should be in the green for optimal health. And it was as well, a lot of foods, right? Food sensitivities. First time I ever did a food sensi sensitivity test. What's that? What is a food sensitivity test? So you go to a, an allergist or you just... Uh, this was through a naturopath. Okay. This was through a naturopath. Yep. Same test, same test, right? And so again, they're testing your body's response to those foods. Okay. So there was like food colorings that I needed to avoid. Really? Um, and like well, we should all avoid. Sulfites. Uh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, sulfites and beer was definitely off limits. Um, most alcohol was off limits. You know, the, the clear stuff was there, the better choices. Are there people that get like, like alcohol's your thing? Is that like a thing? Alcohol's your thing. It's fine for you. Go for it. Is that, is there like a yeah. standard? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. No, I that's the thing. I want to be that person. Well, and apparently there's genetic testing that can indicate for people who, um, 
you know, their bodies work in such a way that the hormetic response to the stress of alcohol is a net positive. Right. Oh, that's the genetic thing, right? Um, and I am of the opinion that a small amount of good quality alcohol can be a like, like a tonic. Shelf alcohol. Yeah, or homemade, you know, okay. homemade, unfiltered, organic, you know, grape, grape wine or yeah, whatever it is, grape wine, or yeah. ciders or whatever it is, right? Like tonics and ales, sure. ales of old, you know, actually healthy concoctions. Okay. But anyway, so... It, it Remember just, being I mean, in school and they used to be like, you got a cold, here's a little shot of vodka. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of school is this? No. no. <laughs> this is like high school. <laughs> and it's like, you're in religious high school and they're like, there's like this thing that, you know, you're... I went to pretty Jewish schools growing up. Mm-hmm. And the rabbi's like, oh, you got a cold. Here's a little shot of vodka. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some, uh, you know, you're looking at evidence, right? Historical, anecdotal, right? Evidence. So, I mean, it's anecdotal These things evidence, can that's be good. cool. But for yeah. yourself, yeah. it switched your life around. Yeah, because at that point, it's like, okay, I got to, you know, shop for myself and cook for myself because I can't eat whatever is available on campus because there's some sort of something, whether it's gluten or dairy or fried food or vegetable oils or all the crap that's in So you know, what's your thoughts on the, um, the Canada Food Guide? Uh, it's gotten Garbage. a little bit better. I haven't looked at it in a couple of years, but it's gotten a little bit better. But mostly, it's lobbyists that have created that, right? So I, I agree. Dairy with Dairy and grain farmers, and they want to push their stuff. I so. can't remember if I had a dream. If so, here's weird. This is weird. I, I worked nights, so I was exhausted, and I can't remember if somebody told me this yesterday, or if I had it in a dream, mm. <laughs> which would be really weird because I don't remember any dreams. But my. Somebody, I, get, I think you're, so I don't, it couldn't have been a dream because that was basically what they're saying. Mm. That, you know, Canada has this thing that, you know, when they legislated the Canadian Food Guide, they don't have to tell you who they, they did their own, pro, like they do their own, own private consultation, but they don't have to tell you who they're consulting with. Mm. When, so, I, and if, you know, if you look at that pyramid and everything you're supposed to eat are grains mm-hmm. uh, you, and, and, uh, and corn. And dairy. And dairy. You got to wonder who they're. Santa, who's Talking the, to. is it Santa, Monsanto? Monsanto's, is Monsanto's Pioneer and all these giant. They're not going to kill me. But giant companies. Yeah, it must be giant companies. Like, because mm-hmm. the Canadian food guide doesn't make any sense. Um, and, mm-hmm. and my suggestion, and I'm assuming your suggestion is stay away from that, you know, or at least yeah. use it as a, mo- you can use it for moderation. Yeah. But, but you can essentially just cut, for most people, especially if they're digestively challenged uh-huh. um, or have any sort of autoimmunity going on. Yeah. Which is a lot of people. Right? We're having some massive technical issues right now. You know, <laughs> massive. I was just, no, no, no. It's making a hum because you attach that really expensive mic to duct tape. You see that thing when you loaded it? I think I loaded it. Yeah, I didn't anyways. load any of this. <laughs> I know. It's probably me, but I'm it's all good. I don't even see the I'm sure the tech is going to hold up. So let me ask you a question then, because one of these things that you do is biohacking. Mm-hmm. So hold on, you left, so you were like, screw it, and you left? Like- no, so I switched into earth and environment. I had been accepted uh, for their earth and environmental science coming out of uh, high school. I didn't even want to apply to anything else. Like, I was such a physics and, like, math kind of mind, and I was fascinated with cars and vehicles, right? So I found the program I wanted. I was like, okay, I'll do that. And I just as a throwaway, I had applied to earth and environmental science because eh, environment's kind of interesting. So I went back, they honored that sort of acceptance, and I went back and started in first year again, 
and took all of the sort of pre-med courses. So I took all my bios and chems and anatomy and physiology, thinking about chiropractic medicine or naturopathic medicine, something more integrative and natural. Yep. And I loved it and I did, I did well. Um, but then I'm looking at seven more years oh. and like a lot of debt. And university is like just before a, I can even horse, start, before I can even start uh, practicing. So I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't sit right. That doesn't sit right. right. Um, and then through a number of factors, um, which people can in, can uh, listen into in you know my own podcast. Yep. Um, I decided I'm going to take an adventure and go apprentice with a shaman in Peru. So I took a Out year of off. Blue? Well, no. So Joe Rogan's podcast yeah. and the DMT Spirit yeah. Molecule, and then just this fascination, um, growing fascination with Eastern practices and mysticism and shamanism, and um, I had done psilocybin for the first time within that period. Uh, that opened me up to a bunch of things. So I was just, you know, ready for an adventure, ready to travel a little bit, and just want to shift things up. I want to talk about that. Soon. And so I took off to Peru for seven months. I lived in the Amazon for five of those months. Wow. Disconnected, no internet, no TV, How no electricity, no running water. How was you that? Know, it was amazing. Or just the world. It was like a, a, a little slice of what you know i imagine humans used to sort of experience more so of communal living sort of tribal living slower pace of life right lots of nature time lots of downtime wow and it really uh, birthed an appreciation for nature or start, continued to feed an appreciation for nature and for plants and for plant intelligence um and for the spiritual shamanic side of healing um that I was fascinated by and, and I'm still and, am fascinated and by. And so then, and then you left and you went into holistic stuff. Yeah. So when I got back to Canada, I didn't know it's what to do. It's a fascinating story. That's why I I'm didn't just, know what I'm, to do. I'm, I mean, just, I, I, you know, you, you brought me chicken bone broth. I'm like, <laughs> thanks mom. But yeah, is no, that like, good, I, they sell it in a, it's good. They, we should yeah. drink this stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's not bad. You could probably mix it also with the kombucha. It might actually taste really good. I did a half and half with celery juice the other day. And Can I it was shake bomb. It? Yeah, 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 shake it because there's all this, uh, you know, turmeric and black pepper and stuff in okay. the bottom there. Well, that looks. Re it looks like my mother's chicken soup. Bad. I love it. It's not bad if you heat it up and blend it with like avocado or like a little bit of butter. It's like oh, so good. really so good. It's okay, my guys. breakfast all winter. Yeah. So number one tip: have a hot bone broth smoothie all winter, and you'll be so much happier and just feel good. See, that's what I need. To Your know belly will be life. warmed each morning. This is really yeah. It's a good time. It's changed my life. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, Hold you're on. like three weeks on the broth now. Or? I did like a three-day cleanse with celery juice and then different broths. Did you, is that all you ate? That's all I had for three days. And before that, for at Ooh, least that's since good. I was 12 Tastes years like old, studio. I was suffering from vomiting <laughs> in the morning, stomach ulcers, digestional issues. For the past two and a half, almost three weeks, I haven't been sick in the morning for the first time since I can remember. Really? And it Ooh. was like wow. that instant. So I, like, I do, thank you so much for that because I tried hundreds and hundreds of things. It's the first thing that actually worked. So what did you, celery, okay, let's talk about biohacking. Then I want to talk about celery. <laughs> I got to do this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, and so listen, I come from Western medicine, right? I'm trying to figure out a way to integrate it all together because there's room. It's not that there's room. There, It's, we, we, we're, we're all connected. It's all connected. It's all one, right? It's all connected. We have to figure out how, how it's all connected. But somehow, when it comes to digestion, your, dig your gut pretty much controls your whole body. 
is is the way you know and if you want to know what's going on with your body you just how's your gut doing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and gut health is so important mm -hmm. and and they don't really te i mean gi like everything is so technical in in medicine it's all like and it's all it's all reactionary you know it's you've got a problem with your gut i'm going to do a scope mm. and if the scope doesn't say anything you've got ibs and if it's IBS, well, psh, it's a catchphrase for everything that's wrong with your life, right? Yeah. And it's and so, but it is. Yeah. That's that's what it is. And yeah. we come up with syndromes for shit we don't understand. That's what we do. And but then somehow there are those people out there that break that stuff down. Mm -hmm. You're one of those guys. Mm -hmm. And so what's biohacking? And so I don't. Okay, glad. Great yeah. story. Love. I loved yeah. all that. Yeah. But yeah. I want to like. You told this dude, like, where did you learn? Hey, I'm going to use celery root, and I'm going to learn. I'm going to eat celeries for a week. And yeah, I, I, hold All on. He would say three of my symptoms, and that was the first things out of his mouth. It's like I'll try this. Okay, but here's, I mean, I also have a question about that. If I stopped eating and just yeah. ate nothing, like celery, my gut may just get decrease its inflammation, anyways. Yeah, fasting is a great intervention that's not used nearly enough. Right, it's starting to be. You've yeah. got the guys like. Um, Vador or Longo, what's Walter his, Longo, Walter Longo, yeah. who's like all about the fast mimicking diet stuff, and I, I yeah. love him. And Dr. Jason Fung, another uh, fellow Canadian, okay, who will also be at the conference. Really, he's he wrote. Like, I'm excited. Fast for, for dummies, I think is really he wrote the book on it. Yeah. So um, okay, so what so is a the couple, yeah a couple yeah. things? Yeah, and yeah. I did get the IBS, you know, diagnosis, and was prescribed Nexium. Yeah, which would have made everything which far will kill worse. your like. And see, yeah. I'll tell you, people, the first guy. That like made boom open my eyes. Said just take magnesium, or like I don't remember why you said. Oh, I know no, because apple cider vinegar. Right, apple. So, hold on, but first magnesium. Why I say magnesium is because nexium. So PPI is like totally kill your magnesium, right? Yeah, so you yeah, become yeah. Hypomagnesemic and that can wreak havoc on your body. So um, it's oh, and then he, so he said, you know, instead of your PPI, just go home and take a, you know a little scoop of apple cider vinegar and a little thing of water and in my mind i'm like apple cider vinegar is like super acidic like how is it gonna help i don't i don't fuck it i'll just try it because why not 30 minutes dunzo <laughs> like where who comes up with this random crap stuff i want to say crap who because sorry <laughs> it's not guys it's not but like where did so how where like you're picking at this stuff, and you know, if I starve myself, sure, my gut may get better, but if you're saying celery, there's got to be a reason. Where do you come up with this stuff? What's biohacking? How do you, yeah. how do you know all this stuff? Where does one learn this stuff? Do we come to your, like, I don't know. Western medicine never taught me any of this stuff, and I'll tell you, my gut is the worst possible part of me in my body. Yeah, and it is for a lot but of people. But my brain's amazing. It is for a lot of people. people. Well, and it'll be even more amazing right, that's what once I'm we saying, fix but your But it's gut. all confused. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Uh, for me personally, I'll give a little shout out to my friend Sean Croxton, okay. who was a pioneer in the YouTube health space. Okay. So he was making videos on there like 10 years ago. Underground Wellness was the channel. And he awoke me up to the reality of like raw dairy versus regular dairy and how people can tolerate raw dairy much better because it has the enzymes intact. Right. Um, as well as he had a video about... It was called like don't take Rob dairy. Is that like unpasteurized? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and so, so, but here's my problem. Which again, it's the like government like the government like demonizes. Yeah, It'll but kill so you. Is medicine because yeah. it does contain harmful bacteria. bacteria. 
Her- which, which, if you have a healthy gut, are not really an issue, right? If you look, subscribe to terrain theory instead of germ theory, which mm-hmm. I'm a pro- pro- proponent of, um, if you have a healthy environment with ample, strong stomach acid, which is our protection against things we eat, yep. the acid will eat that shit up. It's not an issue, right? It is... You can convince it, me of anything. It protects you. It's your protective layer. <laughs> but, but because so many of us have chronically de- de- depressed stomach acid production. You talk about digestion like I talk about cannabis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, he had a video. Sean had a video about how heartburn is mostly caused by low stomach acid, not high. And it's, it's, it's thought of as high because when you're eating stuff, it's not breaking down and it actually ferments. So you're getting fermentation acids that are coming up. It's That's not you are the stomach acid. Well. And you can test it easily because if you take something like apple cider vinegar, which is acidic, so if it was true, you know, hyperacidity, that would make it worse. But it makes it better for 99% of people, right? So it's like, okay, clearly something else is going on. You got to reacidify the gut. Enterologist to weigh in here. You got to reacidify the gut, right? Um, right, and so that's 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 how I learned that. But uh, the way I've learned has just been un, you know, uh, ending research and YouTube and podcasts. Tons of pod. I was addicted to podcasts for a so. Time. But do you think that you just know always we're learning? Always, I always, always talk learning. about bro science, especially around cannabis. People yeah. tell you like, "Hey, bro, it works for your cancer." Yeah. So you know, or works for whatever. Well, then you got to cross reference, right? So you got to right. see what's going on and get a bunch of opinions from people you trust. Um, and read different books, and then see Is the there commonalities. This stuff, see no? the common. I mean, the fact that someone can do it and it works—that's evidence enough for me. Okay. Results are what speaks, you know. Yeah, functional outcomes. Yeah. Functional outcomes, I think, are probably the most. You know, it's interesting. Medicine is going towards that now too. Functional outcomes are, especially for public health mm-hmm. purposes, functional outcomes are key. Yeah. Does it matter if you have the disease if you feel good? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, so you did the holistic nutrition gave you, or the nutrition school, whatever it was, gave you sort of the, the basis, the yeah. science. You already had a They built the model. paradigm. They built the paradigm. And I had been four years of full-time research on my own before going to that school. Really? Right? So a lot of it was review. You're self-directed. I mean, when your life is shit yeah. and you're, you know, you're trying to rebuild <laughs> your health. Someone swear. Then, um, you know, you get motivated. Right, you get motivated to learn things. Right, or at least I did. Some people just suffer and you know play the victim, but right, I have no time for that. And uh, so you learn things, you get motivated, and you know. So it's been a long time of just research and podcasts and listening to things and reading books and trying things. Most of all, just trying things. Right, and the thing about biohacking that I love, and uh, I was introduced to that through Dave Asprey of Bulletproof, again through Joe Rogan's podcast, and. Um, you know, it's really like the art and science of manipulating your physiology to produce a certain outcome or to enhance your performance or enhance your mental energy and clarity or digestive function or whatever it is. So it's taking that engineer's mind, engineering perspective of how systems work and then, you know, getting curious and doing experiments, right? So I'm having heartburn. Let's do the apple cider vinegar experiment. See what happens, right? And the same can be true for so many things, right? If you so, want more focus. But can we generalize those things? Is it a generalized? So it may Many work of for them. you. We have an N of one trial, which is a great trial. It's the number one trial is an N of one trial. Mm-hmm. How do we make that generalizable to the to everybody? You know, the same way I look at cannabis, and when can mm-hmm. when you know when I say, I say, you know what? In case studies, I've seen cannabis actually cure things, mm. and but I can't generalize that to everybody, everybody, and who then starts believing it, and then we have you know. 
I don't know. Everybody has apple cider vinegar stomach. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's Well, I mean, I just tell everyone to start their day with a big hydration tonic, uh-huh, right? Smart. That's always step one when working with a new client. You okay. Because people are chronically like what? dehydrated. What would go into that? So it'd be a liter of the best quality water you can get, right? So not tap water. Brita filters are not good either. So you want like proper filtered water or spring water. Not out of a plastic like RO bottle. Water, RO, distilled or fresh spring water. You but know. they're all sitting in plastic bottles. For the most part, you can get glass spring water delivered to your place if you want to go that route, which is probably the best. Get an RO system. I have one at home. I get that. Yeah, exactly. But Install why it. do you have that? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So it's interesting that yeah. for cannabis, everybody uses an RO system. Like if you that's, want some good plants. If you, yeah, right. If you so interesting products. that RO works for that, but we always, you know, in Western medicine, we're like, meh. Tap water. Yeah. Tap water, yeah. Floor. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't mind having benzos and antipsychotics. I always yeah. feel way better, <laughs> you know. I mean, if you looked at Hamilton's hot tap water, oh. starting your morning off with like a tonic. What do you think about cucumber and? Uh, lemon? Are we really talking about? Yeah, I've cucumbers been starting right my now? morning with cucumber, lemon, and reverse osmosis water. Like slices now. in the slices water. Slices in the water. Let it sit for like twenty minutes and then consume. Yeah, is that something good to start your day with? Definitely, good. Definitely, and you can feel it, right? It's so hydrating. One hundred percent. You can feel it, and it, do. the lemon and the cucumber changes the quality of the water, so it actually hydrates you better. Mexico, they right? give me hibiscus. Mm. Water. Another good way to I start don't know. the day. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So, why not? and you just learned that from. I mean, my own experience, experience. and various teachers and mentors and uh-huh. know, other high-performing people who have hydration practices. Um, so it's always just a good idea. And it kickstarts your whole digestive system, yeah. right? People that say, oh, I can't eat in the morning, right? Um, if you have a liter of water and you put some sea salt in there, some lemon or apple cider vinegar, I'm too lazy to cut and squeeze lemon, so I do apple cider vinegar. Um, you can also put sorry, vitamin I C. Thought, sorry, apple cider vinegar is lemon? No, acid. You want some oh, kind of acid. Okay. I, I was yeah, yeah. confused. They're interchangeable. They're interchangeable for oh, that really? purpose. For that purpose, okay. yeah. It's the same, you're making a salad dressing. If right. you have one or the other, yeah. it works. You just need acid. I love apple cider vinegar. It's the best. Yeah. But true. you got to get the organic, unpasteurized one, right? I'm super afraid of this unpasteurized business, people. <laughs> like, I got to tell you, I see unpasteurized, I'm like, death. No, it's life. It's, like, it's the opposite. <laughs> no, but I'm still on. See, that's yeah. my stigma. It's, the, it's like it's people the, think yeah. about cannabis. Cannabis, death. I'm like, it's I'm like apple like, cider vinegar, death. <laughs> Unpasteurized, unpasteurized honey. death. Yeah, death. Amazing. Death. Amazing. In a death. Death. I, I have unpasteurized honey yeah. every day. Yeah. And, and you tell me unpasteurized and I say death. <laughs> yeah. Which is hilarious, right? And it's so indicative of how uh, medicine works and yeah, how science so works. True. It's mostly the opposite, right? They do the opposite of what is actually but life giving. Is it? it? In this case, it is, right? Because <laughs> okay. you want, for life, for life, you want a live. Foods that are full of healthy bacteria and different fermented things. Until you die. <laughs> who's dying from raw honey? We, we see that. I don't know. I feel like... People, how many The bodies? one in a billion people. <laughs> well, I don't people know. I don't know. It's not even real. It's such a... Kind of it's like... Disease from unpasteurized food. Does listen, anyone come in for that? Listen. Okay. When you have a gunshot from unpasteurized... <laughs> <laughs> fucking honey <laughs> then you talk to me <laughs> i don't know no see you take the raw honey and you heal the gunshot right, by put putting it, it right t- in <laughs> right and you pack it in it's like he- hemobate or whatever we used to uh yeah so getting back to yeah so hi- clock. hydration practices um, nourishing the gut with live foods right 
live fermented organic, you know, things. Um, I mean, I eat oysters. They're alive. Yeah. Great it's source of zinc. Gross. <laughs> zinc, I think. So zinc, <laughs> here I go back to my science. We didn't even zinc, get into the biohacking. Really. No, I want to know about biohacking. We'll okay, go back we'll, to we'll, biohacking. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, that's sort of the community of people who are into are the people that are self-motivated, self-directed. They want more control of their bodies. What that, is biohacking? They don't want to um, give up responsibility to a doctor necessarily. They want to be empowered to make yes. their own health decisions and which, have which, the best outcomes and have longevity or performance. Usually you get sort of two camps, people that optimize for performance and then people that optimize for longevity and there's some really great crossover people. I've been trying to come up, so those, con yes, uh, yes to you saying that because uh, those are, and then also for people that have chronic disease. I think there's three yeah, camps. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but though, and, and that's how we need to, we need to that's group how people. we need to group people. I love how you just grouped it. I 100% I agree with that. You have performance, you have longevity or wellness, and then you have the chronic disease states. Those are three groups. Do yeah. you treat them the same or do you treat them differently? The foundations are usually pretty much the same for, you know, water, hydration, basic nutritional stuff. You get customized as you go, right? Someone with uh, terrible autoimmune conditions probably going to have more food sensitivities or potential food allergies than someone who's a pro athlete who's, you know, just trying to and get more performance. performance. Yeah. Although that's maybe not necessarily a good example because pro athletes, from what I hear in my experience, they tend to have pretty messed up bodies sometimes, 100%. right? 100%. Oh, that's because the constant manipulation around periodization, uh, which may not be great. Yeah, well, and the stress of training like a madman, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's and, totally horrible. Oh, Bodybuilding being one of the worst. And um, so you really want to uh, establish a foundation first, right? So do a very in-depth intake to see where is this person you know struggling where are the potential leaks in their you know in their bucket you might say um or the holes in their strategy and then start filling those in right so are they dehydrated okay let's get the hydration practice going are they nutritionally deficient okay let's get some good supplementation and whole foods you know diet going are they you know getting is their circadian health good are they waking and sleeping in healthy rhythms? Okay, no. So you got to get some blue blockers going, or you got to you know do some. Okay, let's talk that. about. Do you have your blue blockers with you? Oh yeah. Can I? Okay, we got to get. Okay, so guys, remember that commercial blue blockers? Now, there's one guy that made them cool again. <laughs> this guy Brian. So we're at Cannabis, and he literally is walking out with these blue blockers. Yeah, he'll. These literally, aren't even cool though. These are uh, like big dorky those, safety glasses. Nah, and. But they work, you know, they, they work. So the one black, like, look at these, they're amazing. They're like welding glasses. They are. But they cut out blue light yeah. at nighttime. Which is essential for melatonin production, right? Right. And getting good sleep is so important for all healing. Yes, I right? agree. That's why I don't heal. And it's often overlooked, right? That's why you mm -hmm. haven't healed. You will I have heal. not. I will. I, this year is a Language. year of healing. Language, so important. I agree. And so... Um, oh, shh. You got to look at all these things, right? Yeah. You got to look at all these things because there's so many different sources of stress that most people are completely unaware of, mm -hmm. that most doctors are completely unaware of, For that sure. if they're not examined, they're going to consistently be dragging you down. Right. Right? Um, and so things start so to So biohacking is a process of... Taking an individualized approach to your health and wellness 
and treating your life as an experiment and doing your n equals one and you know getting and data. that's fair. I think that's and the measuring th- things too. The self quantification right. community is big in the biohacking community, so they're taking you know blood sugar and ketone measurements and heart rate variability measurements. But if I look at the evidence on ketosis, I'm so. Uh, I know me, there's a there's an awesome doctor I talk about often. His name's Doctor Mike Hart. He loves the he talks about ketosis all the time and taking your own. Ke- you know, I don't know if he talks about taking your own ketones, but being in ketosis, I mean, we so traditional science used to tell us your brain functions on sugar, right? Until we now are re- and being in ketosis was always the worst thing until mm-hmm. until recently. And there's now this trend, and and the truth is there's evidence towards the idea that. Um, our brain can actually use ketones and can because we do we can mm-hmm. use you know the f- process of transforming ketones into sugars and uh, and as as a good source but then you get brain fog and i know that i've tried ketosis and and i last like 2 days max and i'm the grumpiest asshole you know that you've ever met and mm-hmm. I, my brain doesn't function i try to go uh, you know work emerge which i don't have to so maybe now is the perfect time to start using these things yeah, well, yeah. we can do a, uh, so I have a whole protocol that's sort of like a ketogenic kickstart fasting mimicking diet that I was inspired by Walter Longo. Yeah. And I want to do, I've been meaning to do another community challenge, you. right? So we can open this up to the Synergy community who wants yes. to get on board because you do have to train your metabolism to burn ketones effectively. Right. And there's a transition period that can be pretty rough, right? Oh. Bone broth is the number one thing to include in a ketogenic diet or lifestyle for many reasons and it smooths out the transition and the keto flu that people describe. Right. Um, so you, I have a you have resting constant flu, even without ketosis. Yeah, so we need to take extra different stresses off of your plate before putting more on. Let's do that. How do we, not me personally, I'm saying, how do we get, let's do that. Let's do the synergy mm-hmm. challenge. That's what we're going to yeah. do. Brought to you by Brian, yeah. and he's going to take us through a protocol. How do we find out about there's this? specific supplements. So I have it all online and we can post it to whatever group it. or Instagram. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Because um, there's also key supplements that you want to take. Wish I had Mary here today. She, this to, would have been a really cool earlier, conversation. Mm. Yeah, she's our dietitian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traditional dietitian. Yeah. So it, it would be interesting because she's into, I mean, it's all nutritional. But the yeah. science says, you know, you have, you know, your three three energy strains and you know you got your carbs your proteins and your fats, fats and and then just manipulate those and you know yeah. moder- to me moderation variety and common sense are always like the three keys but yeah. if you need to affect change you need something you need a pro you need something to get you started yeah. i think we should do this challenge Let's why is ketosis why Let's is the ketogenic it. diet good for you it's not good it's for not everybody good for, no yeah it's contextual, like everything, right? If you have epilepsy, it can be life-saving, right? Correct, yeah. If you have certain cancer. types of cancer, it can be life-saving. Cancer loves sugar. Yeah. Um, if you are just massively overweight and want to, you know, effectively start burning that off, it can be, you know, a really good thing. It can also be really hard to do because your fat holds toxic material and releases that. So you can, like toxify yourself if you lose fat too fast in a ketogenic state or is it ketosis that's causing you to be crazy no i don't believe so because when you are and i have supplemental ketones um which i can give you guys a serving of later if you want to try it some some point but when you're in a ketogenic state typically typically you feel very calm very clear very balanced your appetite is suppressed your energy is strong it's like the 
the breakthrough state that people get after three to four days of fasting or like just very minimally eating. Or they have no energy and they're just calm because they're going to die. Well, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. At a certain point, at a certain point, you'll go through the rough rough patch. Yeah, you'll go through the rough patch. And then on the other side of that, there's usually this very calm, connected sort of state. And you can buy, you can hack that. You can hack your way to that, or shortcut your way to that with different supplements, uh, taking ketones. Um, but it's this really balancing state because ketones, apparently, on the brain and nervous system, have a very balancing effect, um, which I've experienced firsthand, and it feels amazing. It feels amazing. So let me let me add one one caveat to that, and this goes back to Longo, uh, Longo's. And I would just say I did low carb dieting in a. In a in an unsmart way, yeah. where I was too stressed, yes, and overworked, and I had you know it started messing with my thyroid. I was always cold. I couldn't put on weight. I was like twenty five pounds less than I weigh now. Really, and uh, I was just you know struggling, really struggling, because I was trying to keep working out at a high intensity, and cut the carbs, and heal my gut, and finish nutrition school, and work part time at Whole Foods. So that's my problem. You just nailed the problem. So how, what do I do? What do you do yeah. when you have all that shit going down? You s- sort of baby step your way there. Uh huh. Small changes and just one thing at a time. One so thing where at do a you time. start? Well, like so, what's I guess that's what you do is where do you start? Yeah. Let's start with well, that. And we could, we could do you know someone. It also depends on the person, right? And this is where the, being a good coach comes into right. the work because you got to understand people are different. Some people are like throw it all at me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm do throw it, all. it all at me. That was just and my. Then, I would imagine you would be that kind yeah. of person, which I love working with those type of people because we can get a lot more done in a short period of time. Right, I've got this period. But some people are like, I need one thing for every month, and like, let me really master that, really? and then give me more. So it's like a slow drip. I have no time for that. No, exactly. Neither do I. So, um, v- uh, v- Vader, Walter, v- Walter Longo, also in a couple of his lectures when we were when I was at the longevity summit there last year in vegas mm-hmm. um <laughs> that's a contradiction <laughs> so when i was in vegas at the world conference on longevity, longevity. Yeah. i lost two days of my life <laughs> um but <laughs> that being said yeah um actually some of the research on uh on longevity is decrease your protein intake so mm. protein um, and which which is conflicting to me because ketosis, you know, by by nature, you've got to decrease your carbohydrate intake, which is good. We know decreasing carbohydrate intake is fine, but like eating all of that protein to get to a carb uh, a ketotic state increases things like mTOR um, and free radicals, mm-hmm. and so those things decrease cause inflammation and decrease your uh, decrease longevity. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Well, that's where there's a big misconception. Right, where people think a ketogenic diet is high in protein, ah. which it is not. Right, and it's oh. actually hard to oh. get into ketosis if you're eating too much protein because of gluconeogenesis. Right, and so the way uh, to can we properly just gluconeo- gluconeogenesis the yeah. process of converting proteins to sugars? Yeah, amino acids, amino, liver. Yeah. You know, the liver does its magic, and you get you know protein turns into sugar. Um, yeah, just and, for the people that are listening. I yeah, yeah, you so much. Yeah, and so in a proper ketogenic uh, diet, and really historically, we would have been in keto- ketotic states from fasting, not from eating correct, a, a t- not from eating a ton of fat. Just the right, right. So the modern day version is eat a ton of fat. So like sixty to seventy percent of your calories are coming from fats. So are you, is your cholesterol going through the roof? Well, no, it shouldn't because 
from what I understand, there's not a really great correlation between dietary fat uh, and so blood cholesterol. So it goes back and forth every day. And it depends on the person as well, yes, right? This correct. is where genetic testing comes it does, in. It does go back and forth every day. There is a problem with, so there's a problem with um, fully saturated fats, like coconut oils. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks coconut oil is great for you. Maybe it mm-hmm. is a little bit, and it's probably good for your brain. Depends but it's on a, the person. It's a fully saturated fat, where something like... Uh, like Olive a, oil. Olive oil, which is a monounsaturated, polyunsaturated... Uh, fat is poly or mono i think it's poly i'm gonna go with poly but so though that would be a little bit better for you uh so and that's well studied olive oil is well studied right so i think you know when that study and i'm just interrupting here for a second so the study i'm man we're talking about we're we're talking about a whole bunch of going everywhere we're going everywhere but welcome uh, to my brain a couple (laughs) uh, no it's cool because a couple i'm still wearing these fucking blue blockers i'm like i'm all blue blocked out i might fall asleep i kind of feel good and i've been fasting today because you know it's the jewish uh it's the Yom Jewish Kippur. Day of Atonement. I don't fast. I'm clearly not fasting. I'm drinking. But for all of our Jewish uh, listeners mm-hmm. and friends and tribe, because we now have a really cool tribe, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I hope you. I hope you're all um, having it's an easy fast. Is it, yeah. What's making noise? The camera. Because it's going to blow up. Okay. Did I tell you that my house almost blew up this week? No. This is on a side note. I had to call the fire department. I have lots of side you notes. Have a gas leak going on, or? Oh, well, I thought so. So I'm lying on the couch. It's 11:30, and I'm like, I got a nose that knows. Like it smells stuff, you know. I'm like, shit, is something burning? Did my dog take a shit? <laughs> like I thought. For, I'm like, something's either burning or my dog pooped in the house. I'm like, those were the two areas. And when I started mm. sniffing around, I'm like, I can't figure out what's going on here. So I'm like. I'm a doctor, a Jewish doctor. I don't know anything about electricity. I don't know anything about gas. I can't build shit. I can't do any of these. Uh, my my pop taught me nothing. Thanks, Dad. You know, I couldn't even change a damn light bulb. Funny enough, <laughs> that's where it came from. So anyway, I'm like, call my neighbor because, you know, he's an awesome guy. Yeah. And he's got a trucking company, so he knows what he's doing yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's you know, handy. He's, he's handy. He's way more handy than I am. So I call him, I call him over, and so I go to the basement. As I walk down, my eyes start burning, my nose, my throat, everything is, I'm like, this isn't good. Uh-oh. So I go and turn off the, the furnace. The furnace isn't on, but the, the air conditioning part of the furnace, what's it called? The fan. The air conditioner. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, I turn yeah. the whole, like, machine off. I'm like, because maybe it's coming from that. Nothing. It smells horrible. Like, screw it. Like, I'm calling. Nine. I call. So I call 911, 1130. Go figure. The lights and sirens come over. Anyways... We have one, what are those kind of lights? They're called the fluorescent. So I have a fluorescent, there's a fluorescent light that's in the basement and the ballast was burning. And so it was burnt like a hole in the plastic and it was like this whole craziness. Yeah. It was, I mean, I thought it was a whole craziness. It is crazy. Yeah. Okay. The lights were melting. Before and some... Some grows. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So it can, so like, I'm like, luckily I caught mm. it. Anyways, that was a side note. I don't remember what we're talking about. We were, I think we were talking about ketosis. Ketosis. And fasting, so, mimicking diets, and longevity. Right. So not so longevity. eating too much protein is key so for really? maintaining nutritional ketosis, right? 60 what? to 70% That's fat. That's totally opposite to what I was 60 thinking. to 70% fat, good fats like avocados and olive oil and Moderation fish of any fats is the only way. All fats yeah. can be good, all fats can be bad. Yeah, you heat yeah. up polyunsaturated fats; they're not good for you. Exactly, exactly. Sorry. Um, and so, in terms of macros, that's the breakdown, right? Sixty to seventy percent fat. Um, wow! If you're an athlete and you're training a lot, yeah. you can drop that down and increase protein. I find I'm feel best around like a f- 
50% fat, 30% protein, 20% When carb. you say fat, you're saying avocado. Avocado, whole eggs, fatty fish, you know, sardines, salmon, uh, you know, food. nuts and seeds, basically uh, macadamias, that. you know, all the different things. Um, but what about pita bread? Nah, I, I know, but I so love much. pita. Like apparently, pita, there's hummus and pita are like I can eat that all day. Yeah, well, and if you you know if you get some organic grains for your pita, if it's like an organic you know pita bread, yeah, you know, like morning rounds, organic. <laughs> no, <laughs> that doesn't count. No, and the hummus probably has like canola oil in no, it if it's cheap no. hummus. No, no, I don't go no, with the cheap hummus. No, I don't like uh, oil, oil added. That's bad. No oil added uh, hummus. Those are fake oils. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, rapeseed. Yeah, right? rapeseed. <laughs> rape it it's changed so the true. name on that one. But um, yeah, anything that's hard to get oil from shouldn't be like. Yeah. don't use it. And so you have to make sure you're getting enough good fat, and for it to be sustainable. And I wrote a whole ebook about this, right? That if people are interested, you can hit me up. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, clearly, I haven't even gotten to psilocybin yet. Yeah, so no, obviously. <laughs> so I did my best to give people a balanced, sustainable approach to ketogenic diets, right? Which is very plant heavy, tons of fiber, right? Tons of vegetables, um, lots of good fat, and just enough protein to meet your needs, right? Because similar to the longevity research, if you have excess protein, you you know increase inflammation. Yeah. If you have too little, then you're weak and sickly. Right. But you want to get just that sweet spot, right? Mm. And so when people dial in that that sweet spot and have trained their metabolism to burn fat more effectively and aren't you know addicted to carbs anymore then they hit this, this place where their hormones come into more balance their mood comes into balance their energy comes into balance they can just go and feel more stabilized and the w- a good way to think about it is that you know carbs and sugars are like little kindling that you're throwing onto your metabolic furnace so they burn hot and fast right it's like right. you eat a spoonful of honey or a bunch of yeah, fruit yeah yeah it's easy sugar Ooh, you're easy up and you're yeah, going yeah. whereas fat is and protein, right? But particularly fat but is fat stored slower really digest, simple. slower digestion. It's simply stored. Fat stores mm. like that. Fat stores these. Fat is like takes three cal. I think three kilocalories to store one gram of fat. Like it's really simply fat. Like you mean, you like mean to eating? store. You have to st- when you use energy to yeah, store yeah, yeah. stuff, right? Your yeah, body, yeah, yeah. you know, use it. Fat is stored re in uh, exercise fizz is like my jam. I did mm-hmm. this like little degree. Well, yeah, because there's like two and a half times more energy per gram. Right, right. but it's super easy to because there's only you know there's three kilocal. I think it's three kilocalories per gram, uh, and then for uh, for uh, carbs is like five kilocalories per gram. You know, it, it it's e- it's really simple to store fat. You store fat really simple, even easier than you store carbohydrates. Mm. So. Um, that's, I mean, there's just some things well, that but I... When you say store, what are you referring to? Like to, sto- to, to store it, not use it as energy. To store it. It's hard okay. to use as energy, but you have to store, like it gets stored. No, but it's not hard to use it as energy. We're, it, we're built to burn it. We, we're, we're, we the burn, modern lifestyle has We burn has carbohydrates far before we burn fat. Yeah, you, because we have ample access to it. Yes, but it's easier yeah, to yeah. burn carbohydrates than it is to burn fat. Fat yeah, is like yeah, it's yeah. easier to burn carbohydrates and proteins. Fat's your last thing to get burned. But mm. the 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 which is why when you're losing weight you lose muscle, right? Because mm. you're burning proteins as well. That's that's ex, that's physiology. And you can prevent that too with amino acid supplements. So right. So this is where yeah. I'm trying to reconcile like the these and some this is, physiological this is, this is, this parameters. Is getting back to you know the the, the primal aspect of mm-hmm. Um, ketogenic diets and uh, someone to really look into in this regard is Nora Gedgaudis 
who her latest book was, I think, called like I gotta spell it called that. Keto Body, Keto Mind, or something like that. I follow Metabolic Mike on Instagram. He's great. I think I know who that is. But anyway, so she she takes an ancestral perspective, okay. Um, which in a hunter gatherer context, when you're walking around and you're going looking for food, and you know you might be snacking on some things, some berries, some tubers, roots, whatever it is. But there'd be more stretches where you're just not eating, really, right? And so our physiology is really made to tap into stored body fat as a fuel source. Right. Right? And it's, once you get there... You have to get to the point of being weeks, able to efficiently could, burn fat. Becoming fat adapted. Right. You, you, that's which right. Which takes time. It does, Right? Yes. It takes time. Um, but once you're there, life is so much better. Yeah. Because you can fast and you feel good. You can go on a long hike up a mountain without really eating that much and you feel good and clear and you know it's not a big deal because you're just burning off the energy that you've got. That's interesting. Because right? someone who's overweight doesn't have an energy problem. It's it's ironic that most people that are overweight feel tired all the time. They're carrying so much energy on their bodies. You just don't. They just can't. They can't burn it because they're well. They're, they're always eating carbs. They're, they're always burning. And they're carbs. probably under blue lights and they're not sleeping properly. All these. I'm things. under no blue lights. I got these Never. glasses on. <laughs> yeah. But the the but you're right. So mm-hmm. in the fact that one, we store carbohydrates well, we're efficient at storing those as well. We're mm-hmm. way more efficient at storing fat. So fat's the easiest thing to store in our body. Mm-hmm. But we're most efficient at using carbohydrates as a fuel, fuel. source. Usually it's intramuscular carbohydrates that get glycogen. used first, glycogen. Yeah. Uh, they get depleted because we don't hold lots of them. Mm-hmm. After that, we we're, we then burn protein and then we burn fat. Fat is like the hardest part. To, it's easiest to store and most difficult to use. But uh, initially, but then you can, if you're decreasing your carbohydrate intake, your body in a fasted state starts burning down everything else. Mm-hmm. So you're sort of the and fast. ketones are, are um, it's like trickery. Are, what would they say? Being in a ketogenic state is a uh, muscular, you, pr- you protect uh, lean muscle. It is it, interesting. You you right. do pretend like this is all the stuff that's coming out now. This is new research and new yeah, evidence, yeah, yeah. which is amazing. Because I, yeah. I, you know, we when when I when I grew up back when we had to walk up hills without shoes on, you know, and it was snowy and and it was so bad. Yeah. Um. That's they. They taught us totally. They taught us ketosis was like the worst thing because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're you're going to be acidotic and your body is going to go into a state of you know, well, shutdown, organ failure, blah blah blah. You're going to yeah. die. Yeah. It's death. Everything's death. It's yeah. like the cannabis and death. Yeah. But instead it's yeah. unpasteurized and death. Yeah. Okay, I gotta switch. So not the case. I wanna yeah. switch I gotta I wanna switch total total yeah. to, I know Changing we're getting gears. there, we're getting time. They're all gonna start yelling at me soon, but I don't I don't give a shit. Um changing gears. Cause you're just you've such a vast knowledge. I wanna have you here the whole time. So we talk about cannabis. We talk you know and and guys, one of the re- one of the reasons we do you know this this the podcast is to bridge gaps. But one of the if one of our new focuses of this year is not just cannabis; it's overall general wellness. And you know, because at the end of the day, it's not just one plant that's going to help us. It's not one pill. It's not one diet. It's it's our whole life. It's the ecosystem of our bo- of of our world. Mm-hmm. So. It's yeah. Oh right. It's those five pillars. What are those five pillars? You can read them. Health promotion, communication, movement, education, yeah. collaboration. Right. It's the whole thing, right? So Brian, you talk about microdosing psilocybin. You're, you know, a big plant-based medicine guy. Mm-hmm. I want to let's now, 
I'm coming from, let, I know about psilocybin, of course, and I also know as an eMERGE doc, I learn about the toxicology of, of you know, I, I hear people on their social medias talking about, like, uh, like they're out in the fucking forest just looking for mushrooms. And mm. then they're, you know, most 99% of mushrooms are toxic. Um, you, you don't, I don't he, know about that. He doesn't agree with me, but they are. That. You know, they go and talk about muscaria. It's super toxic, yeah. but you have people out there talking about, oh, well, if you eat it this way, maybe you'll be okay. It is like super anticholinergic, and you're like going to go into crisis and die if you don't eat it properly. So like yeah. I say, stay away from most of these things. You know, but then at the end of the day, we are, we are genetically closely linked to to these fungi mm-hmm. and uh but let's talk about psilocybin and um and where we're and i think you know the the world is coming back to something we forgot even in the 50s and 60s where we used to study this stuff all the time mm-hmm. you know and this guy lucas over here who's like literally been playing with the goddamn equipment the whole time but he just came back from italy and he just tells me even like place whatever close enough mm. they're like next to each other <laughs> and uh, and so it tells me that the U.S. is even looking at you know legalizing psilocybin for depression, and um, and what it does. And what are your thoughts on this? I want to talk a little bit about psilocybin. I, I don't use it currently, and but I mean plant-based medicines are interesting. And so, what's your thoughts on on this? Yeah, I think um, my experience tells me that it's kind of you know a really great yeah adaptogen. Right, so okay. adaptogen being an herb or a mushroom, right, a substance. What is an adaptogen? That helps, that helps your body to adapt to stress. So, so things like ginseng. It's an antioxidant. Yeah, yeah, in many ways, in many ways, antioxidant slash hormonal modulator. Okay. Right. Um, things like rhodiola, ashwagandha. These are things I take most days. Sound like names of people. Well, they're plant names. Okay. Right. Um, but they've been well studied. And they're amazing. They're amazing. If you don't have adaptogens in your life and you live in the modern stressful city era, then you're really selling yourself short because they just do amazing things. Um, and so uh, psilocybin in, in large quantities you know, produces profound psychedelic experiences. And if you do it ceremonially, it can be a very spiritual experience, uh, very enlightening, very healing experience. Um, and that tradition comes from, you know, Mesoamerica, Central America, and that, you know, Maria Sabina and those, those cats down there. Yeah. Um, and they have a history of using those. Um, and like I said, that was my first real breakthrough sort of, you know, psychedelic expansion experience was with psilocybin. Um, but microdosing is really cool because you're taking an amount that is not going to give you a trip, right? You're not going to see things. You're not going to hallucinate. You're not going to... Um, put yourself in harm in, by in, any, in any way, really. Um, it's a functional experience. And we know that psilocybin, as well as lion's mane mushrooms, both uh, upregulate or increase neurogenesis. Right? right. So the formation of new neurons, which, again, you know, until recently, science and medicine thought was not a thing. It's like you have all these neurons, all we do is kill them and we lose them. Right? They didn't even think that you could regenerate them. You can do the same thing with meditation. We can't. <laughs> we can't. You, we, we can, right. totally, totally. A great book on that topic is The Neurogenesis Diet and Lifestyle. Okay. Um, so there's many foods, supplements, meditation practices, you know, things you can do to upregulate that. And so that's really what I look at it for, right? Because when you're in a state of increased or upregulated neurogenesis, you're able to learn more effectively. 
Um, I find that my body is more capable. So if I'm doing a yoga class or I'm doing some sort of movement experience, I'm more in my body. It really brings me out of my head and into my body um, to better facilitate you know, the adaptation to these new stressors in the form of movement. Um, uh, mood is increased, right? It's a, it makes a great natural sort of antidepressant. Um, so I was reading, you know, one of the things that I, re- I read about is, you know, the awareness of self in, 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 uh, in psychology. Mm. You know, and Freud, who, you know, was like, which the awareness of self is ego, right? Mm. That's, the, that's where, you know, the whole concept, I mean, and, I mean, it didn't originate there, but I mean, he brought it to the forefront. And, uh, and one of the things that I found interesting anyways is that, like, I, you know me, I come from this side. I'm always trying to put the pieces together so that I don't have to rely on things on the unknown. I like to rely mm-hmm. on the known. You know, the areas that are responsible for that in our brain are like our mid prefrontal cortex. And then we have this cingulate area um, that that is uh, involved with that. Mm-hmm. And I found that one of, you know, some of this evidence around, and that makes us aware. And it's always like this inhibitory area of mm. our brain that, or not, it's, it's always activated active. and it's always active and moving a lot because that's what allows us, us versus others, allows us to create, you know, create our own personal awareness and personal space. And survive and, and survive. be aware of threats right. and all yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. And, and survive. And then, and then psilocybin comes around and we always thought that it would increase those areas, but it decreases those two areas, right? So mm-hmm. it takes away that, that self-awareness and, and uh, yeah, the and default that, mode network. Right. Oh, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what they call it is in that, the literature. Right. The default mode network. And uh, so, is this true? Yeah. I mean, so I guess these are. I mean, in, I guess in psychiatry, this is true. This is. Yeah. This well, is I think they've done fMRI. They have. To show yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Right. But you feel it. Right. It's a very palpable feeling that is undeniable. That. The um, universal higher oneness. Yeah, it's, it's like the, you know, you lose awareness of self as an individual, mm-hmm. as an isolated self, and you feel more connected, right? Um, and so it, it, it definitely decreases rumin, rumination, right? Which is sort of at the root of like depressive sort of, you know, perpetual OCD thinking is ruminating on things. Right. Um, which, you know, forest bathing does as well. Just going and chilling in a forest also decreases rumination, um, which is why it's like... Is that true? Yeah, like sciencey true, or is that? I'm pretty sure Japan. Japan is Japan is leading the way in terms of forest bathing. They call it shinrin yoku, and they prescribe it. Interesting. They prescribe forest bathing. I so love you being are in sick. The forest. Go and chill in the forest. You know, doctor's orders, which just makes a lot of sense. That's how I got through school because I was at McMaster and Coots Paradise was behind my residence. So when I was stressed, I would just go out there. You know, it's interesting. It reminds me of concepts of uh, within a lot of religions. Within Judaism, there's a concept in like spiritual Judaism they call hispotadut, and that's where you go into a forest and you meditate on like nature and stuff, and it's yeah. supposed to bring you to this. Yeah. So I've it's never, all sort I've never of similar gone into a forest stuff. and come out not feeling better. Unless I injured myself, or, or unless reason. like a spider is on you. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, if something me happens, right something happens. But I love forest, but I don't like bugs, so it's a problem. You know, wear long clothes. Right. But, um, <laughs> and bug spray. What about DEET? I'm like, I don't care. I'm putting all the DEET I can. I kill my body, but there's not going to be a damn lime-eating bug 
whatever. Yeah. <laughs> tick on tick, me. No ticks. No ticks. But um, yeah. So yeah. sorry. Back to uh, so you so, microdose. Yeah. But does I does microdosing at point one, which is or I don't know. You do these things. Point one to point three is sort of you know what people are using. So I mean, I and and guys, I first have to disclose like disclaimer here. I'm not advocating for it. I'm trying to learn about it, and I think we yeah. need to be open to things so that we can advance and progress humanity versus mm-hmm. we're you know being stuck in this one area we yeah. are in an uh, in an enlightened era of evidence and reason and but you know did we get is are we too hyper are we too hyper focused on that and 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 do we need to go back to the basics the problem mm. that i find with these going back to basics is you know, science and reason has brought us further in a, you know the last 150 years than any 150 years than most things have in thousands of years, right? And I say that because I just look at death rates. You know, if I look mm. at all cause mortality, um, you know, birth rates were like, you know, likelihood of surviving birth was one in three. Average age was 30. You mm. know, now I don't think there's even a limit necessarily to 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 death. I mean, mm. maybe they say, you know, I look at, at Longo's stuff and he's, you know, he went and interviewed the eldest living woman at the time was 124 mm. who quit smoking at 117. I think I told you that. Mm. Why? Because she couldn't light the lighter anymore because her finger had too much arthritis. But, um, you know, so I, I think we've come pretty far, but where do we draw that line? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, I don't know. I don't know where that line is. Well, and there's a lot of assumptions built into that that aren't usually taken into account. One is that death is a bad thing, right? That's an assumption. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of death denial in our culture, Western culture. And I think that's at the root of a lot of mental illness is this death denial and seeing death as an awful, terrible thing. Um, and so that's why we sort of uh, praise youth, right? Praise youth. And we have these pop stars, these youthful pop stars. Right. And praise them and, you know, destroy their lives for the most part because they make them famous and rich and then drugs come and all this craziness. So it's a very interesting it's culture. rich people. Right? It's a very interesting cultural uh, ideas and values that underlie the scientific sort of progression. Um, and I think science can be great, but it has to be infused with spirit, and they have mm-hmm. to work together, right? Einstein used to be quoted as saying, you know, science without religion is like, you know, limited, and religion without science is pointless or right. whatever. You got to infuse the two, I right? Agree, yeah. And so that's the other piece uh, about the psilocybin stuff is that it helps open people up to this spiritual reality, right? Spiritual realm. Um, or the non-ordinary Do we need to be in a state of, do we... You don't have to take anything. So that's what I'm saying. You could chant Hare Krishna. In the quest for truth, and I spoke to Kachi about this all the time, Mm. you know, do I need to... Do I need to take something in order to reach that? I feel like if one needs to take a substance, whether natural, not natural, in order to reach that state, I don't think you've reached that state. Mm. I think what you're doing is, is mimicking that state. And not reaching that state, right? So, yeah, so there's ha- different different trails to the same right. sort of end goal, right? Fair. I like, you know, medicine journeys in that sense to give people a glimpse of what's possible. Okay, and then you can over time through meditation and contemplation and various technologies. I was just at a festival down in the states, and they had a virtual reality. Uh, chakra meditation journey. No, that was so. Our, you are literally are you doing this whole idea. I thought we we're going. You're literally down there. in there. You're in there, and you're looking around, and you're seeing these light bodies meditating with you. And you look down, and you've got a light body. 
and you get this visual audio representation of going through the chakras and it's amazing because we're you, supposed to be doing this didn't we talk about that we're gonna do it it's okay. already being done but we're gonna Damn do it. it we'll do our version okay our we'll collaborate way better we'll collaborate our forest version yeah it'll be it's good way better it'll be really good okay. um just make sure that don't take my right? idea. And so virtual reality is going to open up a. It's going to bring whole, in the whole. It's the so only way to hit the people. substances. Yeah. Right. The other thing, Wim Hof breathing. You ever done Wim Hof? Yeah, breathing? I love Wim Hof breathing. Right. Yeah. You can get pretty but tripped out just on breathing. You can for sure, hundred percent. Right? You can throw away and all I of think, your CO two and I get think all about, naughty. Yeah. Every everything is a drug, right? Everything's a drug, right? So you know why do we drink coffee? Why do we eat food? Why do we have sugar? Why do we? I drink know. Alcohol? I wish we didn't have to. I have zero no, connection to but food. That's, no, I don't humans, like humans. I think it's what makes us human is that is we it? love playing with our states and seeking altered states, mm-hmm. and not even just humans. You know, there's videos of like dolphins getting high on pufferfish. Right. Right. Animals. Pretty much any animal that knows how to get high will get high. likes to get high. Right. Right. And I think that being the case, there's clearly some sort of evolutionary advantage to accessing those altered states. I don't know if we need to. I, there, there may be an evolutionary advantage. I don't think you're. I, I think the the pursuit of truth should be. I, I mean, it may balance with rational, logical. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly totally. what I think. Totally, and I'm of the same opinion. Great. Um, and so that's again, it's like the integration of all these things. Yeah. Right. And you know, psilocybin not for everybody. Right. But. It's, probably for a lot of people and considering we have a mental health epidemic Ep- yeah, it certainly doesn't hard. hurt right to take right. a little bit of a very inexpensive you could grow in your own house mushroom grow your own medicine right grow your own cannabis grow this is where we're going towards yeah right almost free awesome medicine and food that's, that's the problem it's almost free so nobody wants it legalized because you can't have something legal that doesn't make people money um yeah, so in the, the old paradigm, and, right? But Which that's is, changing, yes. and, you know. And and I think that brings me to sort of the last point. Something that I've, you know, that I've realized over. Oh, I'm still wearing the blue blockers. I kind of feel good. <laughs> I haven't felt so relaxed in a long. We gotta time. get you a pair. I may fall asleep. I, you know, I slept for a couple hours today. Um, one of the things I realized about medicine in general in the last, you know, in the last year or two, again. Once, you know, leaving, being in the emergency department, losing somewhat of humanity. Uh, but at the same time, you have to. I, I don't want to say, you know, you lose humanity. That's probably not good. You just become you super adapt. jaded. You adapt. And you, in order to sur- you become callous. And, and in order to survive, you're in survival mode because people are coming in in their most desperate, despairing moments, and you don't have the opportunity to think about self. You think about yourself, that person's going to die, mm-hmm. right? If you're like, oh, I feel bad, uh, you don't have to, you have to act and react and, and you're in, you're in treatment mode, mm-hmm. right? And so, and, but you're in constant, you're in a constant flight or fight or flight state all the time. Eventually mm-hmm. you learn how to, you know, I walk to the, the, the code. I don't run to anything, you know, I, I, you know, and you stay, you, you learn how to be calm in that whole environment. And that's the area that I, we thrive in, in the emergency department, but you're still in that environment. So it doesn't matter. Mm. You can only do so much till you take yourself out and look at the whole picture. But what I've realized generally about medicine and where, you know, the old, the uh, antiquated, archaic patriarchy of take this medicine or die um, is that paradigm is shifting mm-hmm. and, and where we should be moving towards. And I think this is where we are as, as a tribe and healthcare in general is I'm here to facilitate your change. You get to make the choice on whether you want to change or not. Mm-hmm. 
and here are your options. And I think, you know, what you bring to the table is outstanding and it's an option. What, you know, Tyler brings to the table in terms of his education around cannabis is awesome. And what we all bring, you know, to and, and it allows us to provide just more options. We just have to provide educated options to people. And the problem, we have like marketing out there that d- does things in really smart ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody was telling me yesterday, one of the residents who said, you know, Coca-Cola came out with a great, you know, if you got to reach the masses, you say, you know, share one. That's mm. great. Share, you know, but you're sharing Coca-Cola, like you're sharing like the sugar, yeah. you know, so that, you know, we have to change that messaging. And I think through things like this, we're able to do that. Um, do you want to plug some stuff just before we, I know we did it in the beginning, but, uh, I also, you know, like I'm just, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I think it's amazing. I'm so glad that we connected cause I, you know, I think this is the change that really needs to happen. And I think through like even it's synergy that change is coming, you know, uh, what is that? Winter's coming. Winter's, I love winter, dude. I love winter. So like, it doesn't mm. matter. I want winter. I always want winter. Cause I like to jump off of mountains and ski down, and mm. jump out of planes. And yeah. anyway, so, I mean, that's winter for me is like yeah. heaven. I love Fun. that rush. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's my zone. But, um, although I can't really walk anymore, <laughs> my body's broken, but we're going to get that fixed up in this oh, next yeah. year. Uh, anything you want to, uh, want to plug on your way out? Yeah, well, and at first, I just want to say thank you, and that I, too, am very glad that we all have connected, and I was intending to build, part of this year has been intending to build more bridges to Hamilton, because I have a small community here, and I went to school here, and I love it here, there's various great things, and so it seems perfect that through Bliss, that sort of bridge would be strengthened and reconnected, um, because it was at in Hamilton where I got sick and then where I discovered the truth about cannabis and just all those seeds were planted, right? So like seven years later, they're sprouting and now it's time to like, you know, share the fruits of that and harvest together. So that's sort of my big picture, you know, interpretation of what's going on. And I love it. I love it. Um, In terms of me, you know, uh, like we said at the beginning, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook or any of those places. Brian with a Y, uh, Hardy. Um, and yeah, the uh, local events coming up. We got the Toronto Biohacking Summit, first ever, first annual. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. I'll be speaking on uh, stacking uh, modalities for best recovery outcomes. Well, what does that mean? I mean, oh, like doing all the things at the same time and yeah. feeling great and recovering way faster than any doctor you know thinks is even possible well, let's let's not say any doctor let's, so you know <laughs> my, my doctor remember moderation my the yeah, middle yeah, path yeah. is true yeah then most then medicine mainstream medicine thinks is possible okay um so i'll be talking about that it's gonna be a good time and for people that are in the healthcare field and into integrative medicine into biohacking or want to learn more about it and fasting and ketosis and cannabis and psychedelics and microbiome health all those things will be talked about and shared about with world experts um, so it's October 15th and 16th uh, in Toronto I'm bringing three docs and myself we're coming okay right on right on um, and yeah if people you know the it's the spark biohacking summit so spark biohack.ca and uh, if you want to come, you can use my code, which is just my last name. And I'll save you 15% off of tickets. Beautiful. And uh, it's going to be great. Um, and then for people that are interested in their own health stuff, you know, I'm pretty accessible through social media. You can contact them through us and we'll get in touch with yeah, you as well. Yeah, be happy to chat, happy to, uh, to sort of understand where people are at and see if we can uh, put together a better way forward. Um, and that's, that's about that. Where do you find tickets? 
So sparkbiohack.ca. Yeah, and it's all linked in my Instagram bio, and you'll find everything there. Got Tyler and I are gonna be <laughs> sitting yeah. there like I'm gonna use your we're, code. <laughs> we're gonna be sitting there meditating. Oh, you can't find us anymore. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It's the psychedelic society is having an event this weekend. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The so the Mayans are there. Mayans hooked me up. I, oh yeah. Mayan, uh, okay. I know, so yeah. we all know them by the Mayans, but yeah, yeah, they're awesome. They're great. They're awesome. Yeah, he went out to their house and and did some, or out to the wherever he went. I t- dabbled with the uh, spiritual molecule. Okay. Yeah. Very, very, very intense. Good experience with it. Yeah. Amazing. Anyway, yeah. interesting for yeah. another conversation. Yeah. You know what's yeah. funny? We Part didn't two. even talk about cannabis, which is which is great. Because, you know, we do that all the time. Yeah. So this is a good change. This, I think, is going to light the way and set the intention and is our offering. Because, mm. uh, you know, that's what I've got to do. At least that's what the Mayans told me. I've got Everything's got to be an offering to the future of, of how we're going to mm. run this. It's going to be, you know, pretty diverse. So I think that's going to yeah. be really cool. Check out our Instagram, Synergy Health Services. I don't know. What is it? Marissa. You should know Synergy that. underscore yeah. health underscore Right, underscore services. services, yeah. And uh, events coming up. We're going to be opening in Toronto probably in the next six months. There'll be a Synergy in Toronto. And uh, that's really, we're bringing the community together. And we're, gonna, we're going to integrate all of these therapies, maybe not you know, microdosing psilocybin yeah, right wait away. Wait for the laws to change. Yeah. Right. But uh, we're going to integrate all of, you know, all, all these wonderful modalities that we haven't really thought about too much in Western medicine, but we are starting to, I mean, looking at these, you know, looking at meditation in like the research that's coming out of it in Western medicine is pretty huge right now. Mm -hmm. So those are really cool things. And I appreciate everybody for being here and thank you so much. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mom. Yeah. yeah, we did. We did go through the change. I was gonna, if people are into that challenge, oh yes, information out. Let's do if the challenge. Li- if you're listening to this and you think, ah, oh, I want to try a fasting mimicking diet, or I want to try a bit of a, what I call the keto kickstart. October first, we'll start it. Yeah, can we do that? Yeah, I'll do it. October first. That's the okay. the go time, guys. October first. How we're going to figure it out? We'll put it. We'll post it on Synergy. Check out. Uh, we'll do it on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. and we'll start it with a somehow maybe a Facebook Live that we can mm. do with uh, with Brian. We can break the whole thing down. Break it down. Yeah. And. Uh, and then you can, and we'll we'll do a basic overview. And if you want to get in touch with him personally to use him as a coach or whatnot, I know I'm going to do some digestive work with him. Then uh, we can do that from there. But let's say October first is our start date. Okay. Beautiful. Locked in. Locked in. That. Boom. You got to do that. That's going to. Yeah. S- I feel like it's going to suck for me. It's going to be tough, huh? Nothing There's got to be a way. I'll give you all that. the tools. <laughs> all the tools that I have to smooth it out will be in place. I want to drink this chicken but broth all day. I could live awesome, on this stuff. Man. You could. It's amazing. And trust me, I have serious stomach issues. This is the only So do I. Has, do you throw up every morning? I was diagnosed with Crohn's in 2007. Really? Boop. I might have. <laughs> but I then they told me it wasn't. <laughs> I just uh-huh. Take that down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I've had a whole bunch of those. Those are my first ones when I was recommended. I take those like a soldier, yo. Walk right out. 
I came out when you're on Instagram. <laughs> Dude, you did. You're like, you look like, that's what I texted you. He oh, looked, was, this guy had his colonoscopy, and he's lying in the bed. What do they give you for I'm that? I'm good. They what put it? me right out. Okay. And then I grabbed my phone right when I woke up. I did it with nothing. <laughs> just saying. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I uh, have had a bunch of those. But yeah, then they told me it wasn't Crohn's. They have no idea what's going on with me. They told me, uh, you know, there's some slow-growing cancer. We'll maybe. figure it out. <laughs> Is there a ring around your esophagus? There's a rare thing like that. There's a ring around the rosy. Sure. <laughs> but my friend's mother never got diagnosed. She went, like, out east to get a... Smoke yeah. She has a ring trapped around her esophagus. Yeah, that's she has a ring. Yeah, you can get rings, webs. Those are all okay. things. They can just open those up. That's uh-huh. it's pretty standard. Mm. Cool. Scarring? It's a scar yeah. It's no the ring. It, yeah, it's like um. So it's cartilage. It's just it's mm. just it's like instead of opening, like instead of like expanding, it gets like hardened down, calcified, and then it just mm. doesn't open. So they go in and they can crack it open. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what GI. I'm sure she's going to a GI. And Western medicine has its places, and that's sort of, and that's why it's all integrative, and collaborative, and it's a collaborative process. And that this is the paradigm shift. It's now. Mm-hmm. This is when it's all happening. I'm so glad I met you guys. All right. Thanks, everyone. Woo-hoo. Peace. Peace.